God's grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father, through our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah, Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Uh, hallelujah. Uh, it's a word that uh, we've heard and used a lot before. And even people who aren't part of the faith know that word. They'll even use that word like, hey, hallelujah, something good happened, right? Uh, hallelujah. But maybe we haven't thought much about before, uh, specifically, what does that mean and why do we say that? Uh, hallelujah is the Hebrew word for praise the Lord. That's literally what it means. It's the strongest word of praise, the strongest word that's used to praise God in the Hebrew language. And for centuries, in anticipation of Jesus coming, people in the Old Testament, uh, they were waiting for the Messiah to come, and they were singing and proclaiming, Hallelujah, praise the Lord, He is going to come. He's going to come and deliver us. Uh, and for centuries after Jesus coming, God's New Testament people, including all of us, what have we done? We've done the same thing. We've exclaimed, we've proclaimed, Hallelujah, praise the Lord. Right? Uh, these are wonderful things that we're able to say. God is good and we give him praise. Hallelujah. Sounds pretty straightforward. Right? Hallelujah is a call to praise the Lord. But what exactly does that mean, to praise the Lord? Uh, and when we slow down and we think a little bit about more, uh, a little more about the call to praise the Lord, sometimes we can end up with more questions than answers about that. And that's why the book of Psalms is so important. Uh, for centuries, the Psalms have been the prayer book of the Bible, the song book of the Bible, the praise book of the Bible. Uh, in, our, in the Psalms, our Lord speaks to us in his word, and then the Psalms, he gives us the words to speak back to him. That's how gracious God is, right? <laughs> Not only does he speak to us, but then he also just gives us words to speak back to him. Because oftentimes we find ourselves at a loss. What to say? Uh, the Psalms are full of all different kinds of words, right? Words of joy and thanksgiving, words of fear, words of frustration, uh, words of love, words of longing, and words of praise. Words like hallelujah, praise the Lord, which is exactly how Psalm 148 begins. I'm going to ask Ben, maybe he can even get Psalm 148 up on the screen that we did earlier uh, today, uh, this morning, because I want, to I want us to look through Psalm 148. It's going to be our focus this morning. Uh, it's a hallelujah psalm. And if we look at this, Psalm 148, it all begins with praise. It begins with the word hallelujah. Uh, and this introductory call uh, sets the tone for the rest of the psalm. It sets the tone that we can see this psalm is going to be about praise. It invites us to jump in with both feet in the praise of the one who is both our creator and our redeemer. So check this out. It's really cool. If it's on the screen, you can also just grab your, your uh, hymn, uh, the Bible in the pew, and you can pull that up as well. Psalm 148. Sorry, I should have told ben, poor Ben back there. I didn't tell him ahead of time. Man, I'm putting him right on the spot. There, he's got it up there. Awesome. Thanks, Ben. So if you look at uh, the first part of the psalm, so we're looking right here in verse 1, right? Verses 1 through 6, and again, if you have the Bible open, that's fine, or we can look on the screen. Verses 1 through 6, the psalmist calls on all the heavens to praise the Lord. Uh, all the heavens, and you think, all the heavens? Yeah, all the heavens. And he goes on to describe all the heavens. So he says, his angels, his hosts, the sun, the moon, the stars... 
the highest heavens and the waters above the heavens. The psalmist is calling on all the heavens to praise the Lord. And then in verse 7, you see this shift. Uh, the co- psalmist calls on all the earth to praise the Lord. Uh, and then he describes who all the earth is. Great sea creatures, fire, hail, snow, mist, stormy wind, mountains, hills, fruit trees, cedars, beasts and all livestock, creeping things, flying birds, rulers and all peoples, men and women, old and young. He's describing everything on earth, right? Uh, So he's like, all the heavens, all the earth, everybody needs to be praising the Lord. Now, the really cool thing about this psalm is, if you go back and you look at it and kind of how it moves, it basically follows Genesis, the Genesis account of creation. So think about Genesis 1-1, right? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the psalm actually does that. It starts with the heavens praising God and then earth praising God. And then it, flo- it follows the flow of the six days of creation, uh, all of a sudden, all the, the highest heavens, the water that's formed, uh, then the beasts that are there, the great sea creatures, and then ultimately human beings as well. And see, and in doing so, the psalmist is calling on you and me and calling on all creation in heaven and earth to praise the Lord. And the Lord is to be praised because he is our creator. But that's not all. Listen to verse 13 the second to the last verse. I'm going to let Ben get there. It's almost at the end. Uh, keep going, Ben. Uh, oh, the one right before that. There we go. All right. Uh, if you look at that, verse 13, let them praise the name of the Lord. His name alone is exalted. His majesty is above earth and heaven. So, Psalm 148 calls us to praise the Lord because of his name. And maybe you're thinking, what's the big deal about his name? Well, let's go back. We had gone back all the way to Genesis. Let's, let's go back just to the book of Exodus now. Uh, and we're in the book of Exodus. The people, God's people of Israel, are slaves in Egypt. They're crying out for help. Right? God hears their groaning. He remembers their promises to them. Uh, he calls Moses to be his instrument. Uh, Moses is going to be the instrument that's going to deliver Israel, deliver Israel from slavery. So God shows up on the mountain. Remember that Moses is shepherding sheep. Uh, God shows up in the burning bush, and he's like, Moses, Moses. And Moses is like, whoa, what's going on here? Right? He says, Moses, you're going to be my instrument. You're going to deliver my people from Israel. And Moses says, that's right. I'm the guy. I'm ready to go. Not so much, right? He's like, whoa, got the wrong guy, not me. I'm not supposed to be the one to do that. He's like, yep, you're going to be the one. You're going to be my instrument. You're going to go to Pharaoh. You're going to call them back. My people are going to be free because I'm going to use you as that instrument. And Moses tries all these uh, uh, verbal gymnastics to try to get out of it, but it's not going to work. And then he says to God, he says, well, if the people ask me your name, what am I supposed to say? What should I say to them? And God gives Moses his name. He says, tell them Yahweh sent you. Yahweh is his name. And in Hebrew, Yahweh, it means I am who I am, or I was who I was, or I will be who I will be. The great I am, right? So Israel's God, Yahweh, insists that he can't be categorized. He just is, (laughs) He just is. 
Only Yahweh can say, I am. And the name Yahweh is to be exalted because it alone is. His name has power. His name has authority. Uh, Through the plagues and the Passover and the Red Sea crossing, uh, God's people are delivered. They're rescued, right? Uh, Moses is his instrument for that. Yahweh delivers uh, his people. He shows his power over Pharaoh and the Egyptian gods. He delivers the people from slavery. He redeems them by the power of his name. When they get to the other side of the Red Sea after the Egyptian army has been destroyed, you know what they do? They praise Yahweh. They sing. Right? Exodus 15, verse 3. They praise Yahweh's powerful name. This is what they sing. Yahweh is a man of war. Yahweh is his name. They are giving him praise for that. Psalm 148 calls on all all creation to praise Yahweh, not only because he's our creator, but also because he's our redeemer. He's the one that's made us, but he's also the one that rescues us and delivers us. us. He's the one who is uh, the one that is going to free us from our slavery to sin. That's why his name is to be exalted above all else. Hallelujah. That's what his name actually says that. Praise Yah. Praise Yahweh. Uh, the, the word itself says that. Praise Yah. And that's what the Psalms do. They guide us and help us in praising Yah and praising Yahweh. The Psalms give his people a multitude of words to praise Yahweh for his provision in our lives, to praise Yahweh for his protection in our lives, to praise Yahweh for his mighty acts, for his intervention. And maybe I take a moment right now and think through. The last two, three years have been a little crazy. Can you think through how how Yahweh has provided and protected his intervention for you? The Psalms give you words to stop and go, Lord, I praise and thank you for your intervention and your action in my life. And see, during these high points in our lives, uh, we joyfully shout out, Hallelujah, praise the Lord, right? Uh, Give thanks to God. But the hard part is, what about during the low points in our lives? Uh, What do we do when things don't go as planned? Uh, In January, um, my brother-in-law, who was a Lutheran pastor in Guatemala. uh, My wife is from Guatemala. I lived there. Um, Abdiel was his name. Uh, He was a doctor, a hematologist, and then also served as a pastor at the same time. And I got a phone call on a Friday morning uh, a Zoom call from my sister-in-law, and Abdel was there, and they were taking him to the hospital. He had COVID. And not doing well, uh, early in the morning, right when I dropped off my kid from school, and, and we prayed. Um, and thankfully, he has access to, to very good medical care in Guatemala, unlike most people, because he's a doctor. Uh, and he went into the hospital, and he was not getting well. The next day, as a family, we jumped on a Zoom call at about 4 p.m., and uh, we all prayed together and sang, and um, by 6 o'clock that same day on Saturday, the day after I had talked to him, he had passed away uh, from COVID. And my sister-in-law um, was the one who actually brought my wife to faith. Uh, and I have a, a nephew that's 24, a niece that's 19, and another nephew that's 17 that lost their dad. Uh, and in the midst of that, going, Wow. How do, how do we praise the Lord in the midst of that? 
Uh, how do we do that when our lives maybe seem more marked by cries and sighs than by highs? And see, not surprisingly, we turn again to the Psalms. We tend to think of the Psalms only in the context of praise. Uh, but nearly half of the 150 Psalms are prayers of lament, prayers of complaint. Uh, these Psalms are full of words of anger and fear and frustration and grief. Again, God gives us words to, to speak when we don't have them. And in the midst of maybe uh, things that you're dealing with, abuse or abandonment that hurt us, or you're battling sickness and oppression that just weigh on us, uh, we cry out, pleading for the Lord to intervene. Lord, where are you? When are you going to act? When are you going to intervene? Do you even care what's happening to me? Uh, in the midst of maybe anxiety that we struggle with, the brokenness that surround us, uh, dealing with loneliness or longings that plague us, uh, we give out a sigh, a longing for healing in our lives, longing for healing in our loved ones. Uh, what's taking so long, Lord? You say that you're present, Lord. Why aren't you acting, Lord? Have you forgotten about us, Lord? What's going on? So today, what are the cries that you have? What are the complaints that you can't control right now? Uh, what are the hopes of your heart uh, that just keep haunting you, that wake you up at night? <laughs> what are the sighs of your soul? The sighs of your soul that you long for, that you just can't shake, that continue to be there. See, praising Yahweh is much easier in our highs than in our lows, isn't it? So what do we do? What do we do when we feel... Uh, ignored by God, when we feel abandoned by God, uh, when we feel like God is far away and doing something else and not listening to what we need, when we feel forgotten or forsaken, what do we do? Psalm 148 reminds us to remember, the very last verse of the psalm, verse 14, reminds us to remember God's faithfulness, remember what he has done for his people. This is what the verse says. Yahweh has raised up a horn for his people. Praise for all his saints, for the people of Israel who are near to him. Now, in the Old Testament, a horn sounds weird, right? Yahweh's raised up a horn. Uh, in the Old Testament, a horn is a symbol of strength. Yahweh raising up the ho uh, horn is the Old Testament way of saying, Yahweh has come to act. Yahweh has come to intervene. Yahweh has come to redeem on behalf of his people. Yahweh has come to rescue and deliver, and that he has. Right? If we fast forward into the New Testament, Luke chapter 1, 68 to 69, this is John the Baptist's father, Zechariah, uh, and he's, he's singing out praise to Yahweh because uh, he's going to have a son, John the Baptist. So he's bringing out, singing out praise, but he sings out praise about Yahweh. He's praising Yahweh, and this is what he says. Blessed be Yahweh, God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, and he has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. See, in the person of Jesus, Yahweh shows up and does something in the flesh. Born of the Virgin Mary, raised up in Nazareth. 
suffered under Pontius Pilate, raised up on a tree, crucified, died, buried, but raised up on the third day. Jesus is our horn of strength. Jesus is our horn of salvation. See, in the person of Jesus, Yahweh brings forgiveness. Yahweh brings life. Yahweh brings salvation. Even the name Jesus means Yahweh saves. That's what his name means, Yahweh saves. And here's the amazing thing. Jesus baptizes you into that same name. You carry that name. The great I am, Yahweh in the flesh, the name above all names. We bear that name. We are his. We are part of his family. We are his people. You are called by that name. You carry that name. Praise God. What does that mean? It means that our Lord is not far away from you. He is near to you. He hears your joyful praises, but he also hears your painful prayers. You are not alone. You are not forsaken. You are not forgotten. And see, for that reason, Psalm 148 implores us, Hallelujah! Praise the Lord! See, that's how Psalm 148 begins. But if you notice, that's also how the psalm ends. (laughs) Uh, It all begins with praise, and it all ends in praise, too. Consider this. This is neat. Uh, The book of Psalms, we know that there are 150 psalms in the book of Psalms. What you may not know is that the book of Psalms is divided up into five smaller books. So when you look at Psalm 1, there'll be a superscript at the top. It'll say, Book 1. If you go to Psalm 42, there'll be a superscript. It'll say, Book 2. There's actually five divisions within the book of Psalms. Now, each of those five sections in the book of Psalms, those books, have prayers of lament and complaint, prayers of praise, uh, all these different Psalms. But each of those five different sections in the book of Psalms, they all end with a doxology. They all end with a declaration of praise. Pretty cool, but there's more. The last five Psalms of the entire book of Psalms, so Psalm 146, 147, 148, 149, 150, right? We're looking at 148 today. They're all psalms of praise, but specifically, they're all hallelujah psalms. They all begin with the word hallelujah, they all end with the word hallelujah, and they're saturated with hallelujahs throughout. Think about it like this. July 4th, right? You go to the fireworks show. Anybody like fireworks? Go to the fireworks show, right? Go to the fireworks show, and you're there, and you're waiting, right? Maybe your kids, grandkids with you, and they're like, okay, when's the show going to start, right? They're sitting there, it's getting darker, and all right, come on, come on. And then finally, boom, the first one goes off. You're like, oh, all right, it started. And then you wait a little bit, and then boom, another one goes off. And boom, and they're shooting one off at a time, and then maybe they start to do two, and you're about 10 minutes, 15 minutes, you're like 20 minutes, and you're starting to wonder, you're like, okay, when's it going to happen, Right? When, when, when's the grand finale going to come? Because the grand finale, they just start little by little, and they're going, now they're not one or two, now three or four, and then all of a sudden at the end, it's like, boom, 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 boom. Everything's just going off at once, right? They're just, everything they got, they're shooting off all at once, and the sky is just lit up, bam, 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 all over the place. That's the end of the Psalms. Right? That's how it's finishing, is that everything is coming. Hallelujah, just, hallelujah, hallelujah, just coming at you. Praising the Lord. So what does that mean? It means that all our fears, all our frustrations, all our cries and our sighs, all our laments, all our longings, 
they will all end in praise. Because Christ has died, Christ has risen, and Christ is coming again. You see, no matter how much we suffer, uh, no matter our fears, no matter our tears, no matter our doubts, no matter how many times we've asked in desperation, how long, Lord, how long? All prayer develops finally into praise. All prayer develops finally into praise. Now, be honest. It may not happen on the timeline we want. But don't rush it. It may take years, decades even, for certain prayers to arrive at the shouts of hallelujah. But know this. Prayer is always reaching toward praise. Prayer is always reaching towards praise and will finally arrive there. You see, that's the message of Psalm 148. That's the message of the book of Psalms, and ultimately that's the message of the entire Bible. It all begins with praise, and it will all end in praise too, because heaven and earth will unite. Hurt and pain will disappear, and death and all sadness will come untrue. Because of that, our lives will be renewed in grace. And our lives will be renewed in goodness. And Jesus, Jesus will be at the center of it all. Hallelujah. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.